0: Chapter 28 of Energy and Vibration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Nature's Miracles Volume 2 Energy and Vibration by Elijah Gray. Chapter 28 Explosives Gunpowder Among the forms of energy that the modern world is familiar with are explosives, which do a vast amount of work, some beneficent and some purely destructive. The first and most familiar is gunpowder. In these days of wars and rumors of wars, when such quantities of powder are made and burned, it may be a matter of interest to know how this is made and what is its action. Gunpowder is very old. So old that it is not known accurately who first invented it, the invention is claimed by the English for Roger Bacon, twelve fourteen to ninety four and by the Germans for Berthold Schwartz, about thirteen twenty. It is most likely, however, from references that are found in older manuscripts that neither of these gentlemen is entitled to the honor. It seems also to have been known in China from even earlier times. It is claimed that its first use in war was by the Europeans in the Moorish wars in the 14th century, perhaps introduced by the Moors. There is a historical reference to the effect that at the Battle of Crecy or Cressy in France, between the French and the English, 1346, villainous saltpetre was used. Ordinary gunpowder is made of three ingredients, to wit, nitre, charcoal, and sulphur. of the mixture is nitre, 15% charcoal, and 10% sulfur. These ingredients are thoroughly ground and is thoroughly mixed together. The whole is then dampened to a certain extent with water and pressed into cakes by hydraulic pressure. It is said by experts that very little, if any, change has been made in the composition of gunpowder since it was first introduced. Very much, however, has been discovered regarding its economical use for various purposes. If we use powder for firing a charge of birdshot from a smoothbore shotgun, we shall use a very different grain of powder from that we would use in firing a cannon ball or even an ordinary rifle. If we examine various grades of gunpowder, we shall find that the difference is simply in the size of the grains. The finer the grain, the more quickly it will burn when ignited. If we should attempt to fire a heavy cannon ball with the kind of powder that we would use in a bird gun, In all probability, the cannon would burst. Before attempting to give the reason for this, let us further analyze the chemical composition of gunpowder. It will be observed that powder, before it is burned, is simply a mixture. When it is burned, the carbon unites with the oxygen of the nitre, creating carbon dioxide as well as setting free a large amount of nitrogen gas. One cubic inch of gunpowder will produce 207 cubic inches of gas, at ordinary atmospheric pressure, and when the temperature is only 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Of course, when the gunpowder is burned in a confined space, the gases are intensely heated and will therefore occupy a much larger space than at a lower temperature. By keeping the fact in mind that powder, in its gaseous state, occupies so much more room than it does in the solid state, the reader can readily understand where the gunpowder gets its energy when it is burned. Its gasses must expand instantly and enormously. Gunpowder does not require air to explode it, because the nitre that is in the mixture is very rich in oxygen, so that when it is heated to the point of ignition, there is an instantaneous union between the carbon of the charcoal and the oxygen of the nitre, producing a gas. It has required a vast amount of experimentation to find out how to use powder safely and economically, in the various kinds of guns where it is used as an explosive. We have already said that gunpowder was first pressed into a solid cake after the ingredients had been sufficiently refined and mixed. This cake is now broken into grains of various sizes, according to the use to which the powder is to be put. If we wish to fire a charge of small shot, quick action is desirable, and therefore we use fine-grain powder because the finer the grain, the more quickly it is converted into gas when ignited. The small shot are so light that they possess but little inertia to be overcome. We have a very different problem, however, when we wish to fire a shot weighing several hundred pounds from a cannon. The inertia of a heavy shot is so great that it requires a little time to put it in motion, however great the force may be that tends to expel it. If we use the same kind of powder that we did in our shotgun, the cannon would burst before the ball could be set in motion, because of the exceedingly quick action of the fine-grain powder. The coarser the grains are, the slower the powder will burn. The heavier the projectile to be fired, the coarser the grains of powder must be in order to fire it with safety and economy. With heavy projectiles, it is necessary that the powder burn slowly in which case the projectile begins to move before the powder has nearly all burned, so that it continues to burn until the projectile is expelled from the mouth of the cannon. It will be seen that there must be a fixed relation between the weight of the projectile and the size of the grains of powder used to drive it. The powder should be of such quantity and size as to its grains, as that the time required to consume it shall correspond to the time that it requires for the projectile to reach the mouth of the cannon. If the powder is too coarse, it will not all have burned before the shot is expelled, in which case a part of the powder will be blown out with the ball. On the other hand, if the powder is too fine-grained, it will put too heavy a strain upon the body of the cannon and there will be the danger of a premature explosion, because the gases are formed too rapidly. The grains of powder used in some of the largest guns have grown to monstrous sizes, some of them measuring two inches on a side. It is a misnomer in this case to call it powder. It took its name from the fine powder that was first used, which, as everyone knows, has a very small grain. It is estimated that powder, when it is first ignited, owing to the intensely heated condition of the gases evolved, expands momentarily more than two thousand times, which is equivalent to a pressure of fifteen and one half tons to the square inch. At a temperature of sixty degrees Fahrenheit, it only expands about two hundred seven times. When we estimate the number of square inches contained in the area of the bore of some of our large cannons, and multiply that sum by fifteen and one-half, we get something of an idea of the energy that is behind a cannon-ball when it is fired. No wonder that it moves with great velocity, and that it hits hard when it strikes. End of chapter 28